This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Stand by, Rutherford County. The WGNS Action Line continues a search for truth. Right now that time, 818, you're tuned in to WGNS on this Monday morning, today, the 29th of March. And for the first half of the program, we have with us Ron Fisher, who's going to be talking a little bit about benefits for veterans and also their spouses. Now, Ron, first of all, tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you get involved in helping veterans? Well, to start with, I'm a retired veteran myself. I went to Marine Corps in 66, retired out of the Army Guard 12 years ago. And uh, I used to be an I was an insurance, still an insurance agent. Uh, but uh, about 12, 15 years ago, I realized that uh, trying to help these folks, they have options. Uh, when long-term care comes down the pike, they just don't know they have options. So I try to help them uh, get money from the VA on one. I do two things, the aid and attendance. Uh, for the veterans or spouses of veterans, I help them get money to pay for care, whether it be like home health care or assisted living care. And then the second thing I do, uh, families, it's putting a family member in a nursing home. I help them save money there. And in your career of the military, because you made a full career out of it for sure, you are also on U.S. Navy ship, the Harry S. Truman. My son was on that Your ship. Your son was on that ship. Okay, he's, so he's that's on this ship right now. That's why I'm wearing the hat. Right. Gotcha. Okay. Right. So it, it like father like son. He went the direction of the military as well. Is he enjoying it? He loves it. He's been in 26 years. Wow, that's a long time. He's a pub, public affairs officer on the Truman. Okay. So what all did you do while in the military? I, I mean, if you look back at your career, which spanned a long period of time, where all did you go and everything? Well, the Marine Corps. I went to Marine Corps in '66, and I was in uh, uh, admin. And there was 13 of us on our way to Vietnam in '66, late '66. We got to Hawaii. They decided to keep us there and insert us into units going to Vietnam from Hawaii, Kaneohe Marine Air Station. Long story short, I was the only one out of 13 stayed in Hawaii, and I stayed there 16 months, and then. Uh, got out of the Marine Corps in 68, uh, went in the Army Guard here in uh, Tennessee. I'm from Virginia originally, and went in the Army Guard here in Tennessee, went to their state OCS program. So I'm a retired first lieutenant. So, Ron, what made you want to pick Tennessee if you're from Virginia originally? The music business. I came down here. I got a job with Tom T. Hall in uh, uh, February of 19. 19- 76 and went to work for him for a while what an interesting time period to be in music in nashville yes yes i miss it Uh, i really do but there's too many good musicians out there (laughs) so back to the military and the benefits that are available for those who get out of the military how do you go about finding out about those benefits when you do get out well, you can check with the VA, uh, talk to your uh, uh, veteran service officer. They call them VSOs. Every county has a VSO, and they could check with them. Uh, you, normally, when you get out of active duty, they uh, will go over 
some things with you to let you know what's available. They give you your DD-214 and tell you don't lose this because you're going to need it for any benefit regardless of what it is. Uh, to uh, You're just going to have to have that DD-214. That DD-214, I guess, is kind of like your driver's license for a civilian. It has to be with you whenever you're uh, out and about going to get services from the VA or from anywhere that is veteran-related. That's right. That's right. It's uh, That one sheet tells everything about the veteran, when they went in, when they went got out, and what they did while they were in. Uh, you need it for anything. If you don't have that, you can't get any VA benefit. And most recently, I noticed the VA here in Murfreesboro, which is on the York VA Medical Center campus or the York VA Medical Center campus. They were uh, their drug rehab program and their PTSD program was accredited for three years which is a, a very good program and that's a program that I'm sure a lot of veterans eventually you know find themselves leaning towards. Uh, yes, they do. It's uh, kind of a tough world out there sometimes, and they uh, they need all the help they can get from the VA. When you talk about making that switch from the military life to civilian life, and especially if you were in a wartime, it's kind of tough when you do come back the first time. It can be. It just depends on the job. And I was very, very lucky, fortunate to be admin and uh, not be in a war zone. Uh, but some of those folks went over and they saw some terrible, terrible sights. I missed the war twice. I uh, missed the Vietnam deal in 66, 68. And then I was in the Guard in 03. We got mobilized to go to uh, uh, Baghdad. We knew where we were going and everything. And they stopped us 24 hours before we were to leave Fort Rucker, Alabama, and came home. So because they thought it was over, they then pulled over all of the statues and all that. But it wasn't over. It's just starting. And it takes volunteers like you in our community to help direct those who are freshly out of the military to find out, you know, what services they're going to need and, and how to get those services set up, what direction they need to head. Well, they uh, it, the ones that get out uh, need to talk to a VSO. Basically, what I work with are for the uh, veterans age 65 and over. Uh, because aid and attendance is for wartime era, not combat zone, just a wartime period for eligibility. And they sometimes they could be like 75, 80 years old, and they need help to pay for care. That's the purpose of aid and attendance from the VA, to help a veteran or a spouse of a veteran pay for care when they need it because it can be expensive. It definitely can be, especially the older you get. And, uh, well, gosh, the cost of regular civilian insurance is outrageous. So it makes sense to really take full advantage of what the military has to offer once you do get out. Absolutely. Take advantage of it. Every once in a while, I'll run into a veteran or a spouse of a veteran and say, well, he said he doesn't need to get that because it's like a handout from the VA. No, it isn't. You earned it. You earned it. The uh, veterans earn the aid and attendance for being in the service at the right period of time. And I kind of tell the spouses, and the spouses earned it for putting up with the veteran, you know, and we chuckle about that. But uh, it's there for them, and it serves a wonderful purpose sometimes. I mean, if it pays a veteran almost $2,300 a month if they have a spouse, that's a lot of money in a year's time. That's like $27,000, $28,000 a year tax-free to help pay for care. Don't let that go by. If they can qualify for it, get it.
And there are even nursing homes through the VA that those who need that level of care, they can get it. That's right. That is right. The uh, Tennessee State Veterans Home on Compton Road here in uh, Murfreesboro, it's, of course, it's state-run just like any other nursing home in uh, Tennessee. But uh, if a veteran is uh, 70% or more service-connected disability, uh, the VA will take care of that person uh, 100% at that nursing home. And uh, the the, uh, VA hospitals have a nursing home floor, basically, for service connected but uh, you just can't go to the hospital and be taken care of on a long-term basis that's not going to happen again ron fisher with us this morning talking about some of the many benefits that are available for veterans and also their spouses especially the veterans who have really never i guess explored the benefits that are available who are 65 plus and there's a lot of them out there they just don't know that the benefits are out there and i speak twice a year for a retirement seminar in smyrna for the Tennessee Guard to let them know. And then I'll start getting calls. I did it uh, in February, and I've probably already had two or three calls from that to help their parents. How often do you run across, let's say, a Vietnam-era veteran, for example, who was in the Vietnam War for, you know, maybe his total years of service added up to two and a half years of service because many were drafted for that war. But if that's two and a half years of their service time was in Vietnam, then they got out, got a regular job with insurance and all of those medical benefits that may come along with a corporate type job, but yet they forgot that they still had those military benefits to use. How often do you find people like that? Uh, ever so often run into one uh, like that, especially someone that got hurt or if they were in Vietnam and then uh, uh, got, was around Agent Orange. I see that a lot, and they just don't realize that that's probably what's affecting their health today. And so they need to uh, hire a VA accredited attorney to try to file and get the VA uh, money to help take care of them for a disability. I understand there are some extensive benefits available when it comes to Agent Orange, even children of let's say a a military member who was affected by agent orange even those children could be impacted by some benefits of up to 250 dollars a month Uh, i heard that that's true but again we'll go back to the va accredited attorney they're the ones gonna have to do the paperwork to file see if they can get everything in order in order to qualify to get that money for the family members it's not an easy process but there is a lot of I guess help out there once you do get that foot in the door and you have to know where to turn to get the foot in the door that's right that's right and it's hard to find uh, because they don't know that VA accredited people the uh, VSOs are VA accredited the the attorney's not the only ones but in order to get the proper representation and so forth to get the benefits they should get they need to talk to someone that is uh, VA accredited is it that hard to get the help once you're out of the military and you're in civilian life? No, if you just know who to talk to. And that's what you need to do. You need to contact you, contact somebody at the VA. That way they can start to learn the process of what they need to do to get on the right road to have these medical benefits for life. That's right. That's right. And they uh, should contact uh, There's different organizations 
the, even the VFW, the American Legion, usually have someone in their post that can help guide them in the right direction. Uh, Operation Stand Down on 12th Avenue South in Nashville, they're good about helping guide the veterans. They just need to find somebody to help guide them. Uh, if they call me and ask me, I deal with the long-term care side, but I can help guide them to the right people that might be able to help them. No guarantees, but you know you got to start somewhere to try to get what's due you when you talk about nursing homes assisted living facilities things like that where let's say for example if you go the direction of assisted living where it's both the husband and wife who move into it is there help through the va for things like that as well just the aid and attendance you can get the aid and attendance for home health care or assisted living care I've had uh, more than once, I've had families, a you know, husband and wife, that uh, might move into an assisted living facility. They can get the money to help pay for that care. I've even had one husband and wife uh, pair that lived in the uh, Tennessee State Veterans Home, long-term care. And uh, so it's, it's, it's possible, it's very possible to, to uh, share uh, a facility or a community with your spouse. Things like that are very expensive, so definitely if anybody listening has a, a parent who is in that, I guess, in that age group where they're going to need that extra help, I would definitely look into it. Absolutely. I mean, because nobody's going to come knock on your door and say, hey, you got this coming to you. You've got to make that first step and talk to someone and get the ball rolling. Ron, can they call you, or who do you suggest they call first? They can call me, 615 497 8604 Seniors Financial Guidance. That is me. I'm a one man shop. Again, that phone number one more time 615 497 8604. Again, Ron Fisher with us. Ron, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Have you got anything you want to close on this morning? Well, I got uh, a couple of different websites on the uh, long term care side is uh, www.seniorsfinancialguidance.com. And then on the VA uh, side, I have uh, www.veteransoftn.com, veteransoftn.com. You can go on the sites and uh, get some information and call me. I'll help guide you through it or whatever it takes. So that veteransoftn.com, there's going to be a lot of information there that people can kind of just look over and maybe get a better grasp of everything that they need to do to head the right direction. Well, most of it's geared towards the aid and attendance. There's a lot of VA benefits out there for veterans, but again, I'm just I solely, not solely, but concentrate mainly on the aid and attendance to help them get care for long-term care because they need it. But there is help out there. You just need to know who to talk to and where to go. That's right. Again, Ron Fisher with us this morning. Ron, thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate it. Thank you. Time right now, 8.33. Another check on that traffic comes your way next. Right here on WGNS, this is The Action Line. Good morning. Traffic still flowing right now on 24 here coming past Epps Mill Road. All this traffic coming in from Coffee County in and through Rutherford County. Just a short stopping of delays out here up and down Sections Memorial and, of course, up and down Last Cassius Pike. Hey, you never know and you might need them free at last bell bonding. Serving Davidson, Williamson, and especially Rutherford County. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. 
The Action Line on FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. We're Rutherford County's place to talk. You can make a meaningful difference in 2021. KidLink Community Services is currently seeking foster parents in your area. KidLink provides free training and certification. Contact KidLink today at 877-714-1313 or KidLinkServices.com. Hi, this is Peter Demas with Demas' Restaurants. One of the places I love to eat out the most and still be able to do so and maintain a healthy weight is at Demas's. You can get those options on the menu online at www.demasrestaurants.com. You can make the decisions that you want to make before you come in. We have options ranging from grilled chicken to fish. You can get it with a side of green beans or spinach or even zucchini. Please have your family join our family for lunch or dinner at Demas's. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website, and Alexa, or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. Since 1981, Willow Windows been making homes beautiful all over Tennessee. From decks and railings to doors and windows. Visit WillowWindow.pro. Willow Window, the official sponsor of the WGNS Studios. WillowWindow.pro. Family Staffing Solutions is proud of our local veterans. I'm Becky Bookner, and as life challenges appear, talk with Family Staffing Solutions about how we can help you stay at home. Call Family Staffing Solutions. Family Staffing Solutions. WGNS proudly salutes our U.S. veterans who have served our country. In this salute, we talk to a World War II veteran. American hero, Norm Elzier. You were on uh, B-24. The Liberator. The Liberator? That's what they called it. Our average mission was seven hours. We were on oxygen seven hours at times. There were six gunners on the plane. When we flew four missions, they give us a fifth of whiskey for the whole six, not a piece. We saved them up, and after we flew so many times, they sent us to the Isle of Capri for a week's rest, and that's where we took all our booze. Every time you got in that plane, you didn't know if that was your first time or your last time? Oh, that's for sure. You got pretty hot at times. How many missions would you say you completed? About 21, but after we come back from the Isle of Capri, we flew three straight days in a row, and the third day we got shot down. That was 21. After you were shot down, how long did it take for you to find safety? We bailed out over Yugoslavia, and it was German-held at the time. We landed in uh, friendly areas, the Chetnik people there. They took care of us, and we uh, would be warned in advance that the Germans were on our tail, and they would take off. As far as food and water and Food was like scarce. That? Food was scarce. The Germans would come into these villages and take their food. We would go to one village, and we would have beans to eat twice a day for two weeks. Another village would be potatoes. I ended up Jonas because we didn't get the right food. That's one of those things. People did the best they could for us. True American Norm Elzir. Have you experienced the nightmare of water, mold, or fire damage? Call Restoration One for a free estimate. Veteran and locally owned, fast and available 24-7. Restoration One offers preventative maintenance so that you never have to experience a loss like this again. Restoration One, the water damage experts. Hi, this is Gator with Tire World Off-Road. We're your local rough country dealer. So when you're ready to add some character to your rig, ask for Gator at Tire World Off-Road on Memorial Boulevard. This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street. Online at tireworld.us. Hi, I'm Dr. O, and I welcome you to meet our compassionate team at Amaville Farms Family Dentistry. Come check out our new patient special. We're located just off of I-24 on Amaville Road. Amaville Farms Family Dentistry. Come feel the Amaville Farms difference. 
Since 1981, Willow Windows has been making homes beautiful all over Tennessee. From decks and railings to doors and windows. Visit willowwindow.pro. Willow Window, the official sponsor of the WGNS Studios. Willowwindow.pro. Old friends, new name, better together. As First National Bank of Murfreesboro transforms into Capstar Bank, our focus is on you. We're entering a new generation of banking in Rutherford County, but we'll always remain a community bank with local people you trust and uniquely exceptional service you deserve. We're at 2230 Mercury Boulevard, capstar.com. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Skies become mostly sunny here this afternoon with a high in the mid-60s. Southeast winds at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, mostly clear, low near 40. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 35. The Action Line on FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. We're Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Right now that time, 8.38, you're tuned in to WGNS. And on this half of the program, we're going to be talking about the Murfreesboro Kiwanis Club. And Becky Lanham is with us, the uh, president of the Kiwanis Club. How are you this morning? I am very well, Scott. How are you? I'm good. And Steve Fitzcar also with us today. So what are we going to be talking about? Well... What do you want to talk about? Kiwanis has a lot going on. Um, you know, obviously our hundredth anniversary is this year, so that's a you know that's a big thing for us. Um, I haven't been here all one hundred years. Um, Steve, have you? Have you? I have been here more years than that, but uh, not not a hundred years. But it's been a long time. Yeah. So we uh, we had hoped to uh, have some of the members um, from the original uh, original club here today, but they weren't able to make it on such short notice. But um, the club has done some amazing things in the community and. And Steve and I actually are both part, I guess, over the years, Kiwanis, there have been multiple clubs, which unfortunately has happened a lot, you know, with civic clubs um, in our community and in a lot of communities lately to where there's been multiples over the year. And as, you know, time has gone, they have merged um, into each other. I think there's been over the years, three. There has been three clubs in town, the Murfreesboro Kiwanis Club, the Oakland's Kiwanis Club, and the Stones River Club. And the Stones River and Oakland's Club merged into one. And now we have merged with the Murfreesboro Kiwanis, and that's the longest uh, existing club here in town. As she said, that's our 100th anniversary this year, something we're very proud of. So, Becky, can you give us a list of everything that's happened over the 100 years? Oh, wow. Well, <laughs> there, was a, there was the... Uh, the horse and the cart and the buggy, and then we were pulling the softballs and the tr- you know, with the mules, and uh, that's how it started, I think. It was something like that. Something yes. like that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So no, yeah. no, I can't do that, Scott. I'm sorry. So what all is Kiwanis involved in today? Sure. Um, so Kiwanis, you know, Kiwanis does a lot. Do you have any projects? I guess I'll let Steve talk about the softball program. That's probably our largest program that we um, run currently. And when I joined the club um, back in the early 2000s or got involved when I was in college, that was something that we were really involved with. And was it originally a Stones River or Oakland's project? It was originally a Stones River club uh, that started that. The, the softball at one, I came to town in 1977 and joined the Kiwanis Club in 1978, which was actually before Becky was born. It was before so, I was born. <laughs> uh, so there's that. The, when I joined at that time, the ball program was the biggest thing going. At that time, we had a baseball and a softball program. It was all centered around McKnight Field 
out close to where our airport is now. In fact, it was Kiwanians who actually built that field to start and the uh, concession stand that was there at the time. It was city-owned land and they allowed Kiwanis to build the fields and they got that program started and it's been going on ever since. It got big enough to where we couldn't handle the baseball and the softball, and so we've been centering on girls' softball since then. That's our longest-running program and something we're honored to serve the community with. And that field out there at McKnight Park, I guess that is the Starplex field now behind Sportscom, right? Or am I getting them confused? We're actually in front of Sportscom. So in front of yeah, Sportscom, okay. Yeah, so right there where the new... Um, uh, the new Miracle Field, yeah. I guess it's yeah. called. Um, they actually, to build that, they took one of our fields. So okay. they built that where we had one of our t-ball fields. So we're right there on um, Dijarnet, right there on the corner across from where State Farm was. Now, if I'm not mistaken, the Kiwanis are also involved in things like Candle Wishes and, yeah. and other programs like that that mm -hmm. got their start through the local volunteers with Kiwanis. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, Candle Wishes is something that um, I'm very involved with. Our uh, club actually since, I think, the first time I was president, which this comes around, you know, it's one of those things you don't show up to a meeting and you get voluntold you're doing <laughs> something. Um, and that happens to me about every six years. So the first time I was president in 2006, um, I had gotten, actually, I was visiting, that was, we were the Stones River Oakland Kiwanis at that time that I was mm -hmm. in, and we did an inner club with the Murfreesboro Kiwanis, and Jenny um, Williams, Jenny King at the time, she was a student at uh, Blackman High School, had started this organization called Candle Wishes, and she was the guest speaker, and she was talking about it there, and I was very intrigued by it, and I said, you know, I'd like to get our Kiwanis Club involved um, with this, and so Candle Wishes, if you're not familiar with it, is an organization that does birthday parties for children. Um, every month so it's kind of like angel tree but for birthdays um, so they find an organization to uh, adopt the kids out they do a big party and so the December January party is always their largest they combine the two months because of Christmas so um, you know I believe year before last we had like 130 kids that we had to get adopted out um, and so we started in 2006 with that and um, we had it at that point, I think we were hosting it at Bel Air Baptist Church, um, where Jenny was a member, um, and we had um, servers, and I guess we'll talk in a minute about our key clubbers, but we have a, a high school level of uh, volunteers that are part of Kiwanis, so we would have them come out and volunteer with us, and uh, they would help. I had it run in like a restaurant. The families would come in, because you have like the hundred and whatever, you know, kids plus their families, um, and so we'd sit them down, and we'd have Santa Claus, and we did all kinds of things, and it's changed over the years. We um, most recently had been having it at Blackman High School. Our Blackman High School Key Club would work with us on that, and we would use the gym. We had a DJ come out and, you know, dance with the kids. We'd do pizza for the families, and we always have cake games, bounce house, things like that. Um, now, this last year was a little bit different because of COVID. So we actually ended up having a drive-through party. And that's what Candle Wishes has been doing recently, where the families will actually just drive through. And um, they're having different organizations. We had actually, when we hosted it, there was a church that put together um, the bags for us. Uh, and Rita Shacklett in our club had actually gone out and she bought, I think she'd swiped all of the Funfetti cookie, like uh, cake mix and the <laughs> icing from like every grocery store in town so she had, had like over a hundred of those I think like piled up in her office over at the library um, but they put those in bags for us with you know balloons uh, streamers things like that so it's kind of like we sent birthday in a bag home with them along with their birthday gifts to take home and open so they could celebrate at home so we were very bummed that this year we weren't actually able to have the kids there with us you know celebrating um, so yeah. with with candle wishes how do you go about picking what kids 
to actually uh, participate in the program. Yeah, so it's changed a little bit over the years. In the past, Candle Wishes has... Um, has worked with the Salvation Army. And so when they did their sign-ups, they would be there too to sign people up. Now, last year, since everything was done online, um, Candle Wishes did not do it that way. And I don't want to speak out of turn. Jenny's uh, the one handling all of that. Um, but I know they're working a lot with um, the Atlas program, uh, with city schools, county schools going through, trying to get the children who are most in need, um, working with the homeless you know, programs in the schools and just trying to really... Um, get the kids who really aren't on, on any other lists and that really do have those needs. Now, do you have, in order to volunteer, do you have to be a Kiwanis member to volunteer for this? Uh, not for Candle Wishes. No, not for a lot of the things. Uh, when we operate the softball program, we have a lot of volunteers that are active, oftentimes with their children, that participate in the program. And a lot of folks are volunteering there that are not Kiwanians. And the same for the Candle Wishes um, we have volunteers come that are not members, and we're honored to have them. Key clubs within the local schools, that's something else that Kiwanis is involved in. What types of key clubs are we talking about? Okay, so key club is the high school level. So we actually, Kiwanis, you start, we've got K-Kids in the elementary schools. Then we've got um, the key clubs in the high school, Circle K, college level. We have action clubs, which are uh, adults with disabilities. And then we have uh, the Kiwanis level. So key club is uh, high school level, and we have got one in almost every high school in Rutherford County now. Um, it's been a little bit on and off this year because of COVID and with distance learning, um, but that's actually how I got started. I was telling Steve when we were um, getting started this morning that I realized this is actually my 25th year as a part of the Kiwanis family. So I joined Key Club in 1996 um, in Knoxville, and so I was uh, president of that club my senior year. I think actually I did 365 hours of community service my senior year. I took like driver's ed as a senior. How, and many, I took, how many hours did you like 365 like wow. a lot like it was my job um and so uh yeah but i like took driver's ed so i'd have an extra study hall and i was pretty much just running it like a business so it was kind of fun <laughs> but and then you organized a kiwanis club at mtsu yeah so that's how there. steve and i met um when i came there circle k which is the college level there wasn't one at mtsu and i was so involved in high school and i knew that i wanted to transition into kiwanis um, when i got out of college and so it was just the natural progression to to start the circle k there um, and that's what's great about key clubs is that there is that progression. They can learn the leadership skills, servant leadership when they're in high school. They can go to college, join Circle K if there is one, or start one, um, and then join you know Kiwanis. And it is a natural um, progression. But yeah, we get we get involved with the key clubbers. We have scholarships. We actually, um, if any of the parents are listening of kids who are seniors that are in key clubs, the deadline is Friday, so <laughs> deadline for scholarships. So we've been doing that um, ever since I've been in the club. College scholarships uh, for seniors. And then they can get involved. Like we have the concession stand out at McKnight Park, and so we allow them to come out and volunteer with that. Um, we also do bingo. We haven't, obviously, with COVID, the VA hasn't let us in in a while, but um, once a month we sponsor bingo at the VA, and a lot of the key clubbers will come out and help with that, where we go out and, you know, hand out prizes to the guys. But there's just a lot of leadership and um, service opportunities for the area high schoolers through key club. So these key clubs are like many Kiwanis organizations, if you would, and then they the goal is to eventually go to college and get into the Circle K program and then into the regular Kiwanis mm -hmm. program. It is a progression like that, and, and I would say it's it's even more important just to teach giving back to the community. We hope that they'll stay active in the Kiwanis in some way, but I think as you, uh, the idea is to teach service. 
It's something that, uh, as I grew up, I was active in uh, my church community, but not so much in a community in a city or, or a county way. And when I came here and joined the Kiwanis Club, and I experienced that, and you, you just get a good feeling from being able to give back and doing things to help others. And if we can foster that spirit in the high school kids, and that continues on, we're building individuals that will do well in any community that they go to. Again, we're talking about the Kiwanis Club this morning here in Murfreesboro. Steve Fitzcar with us along with Becky Lanham. Becky is the president of the Kiwanis Club here locally. So, Becky, how often do Kiwana members meet? Sure, we meet every Wednesday. We actually meet right behind you guys at the uh, 219 Broad Street Mixed Cuisine Restaurant. Um, they've got a private room there. It's funny, we've progressed back there, you know, over time. It's, it, it's been interesting in the, you know, 20 years that I've been with the club the restaurants we've rotated to but when we well, I guess we were at the country club when we started but we ended up at Shoney's and then we left came back and here we are back again in the exact same room that we were meeting at like That's 15 right. years ago so so we seem to be very drawn to that building um, but we do meet every Wednesday 11:45 to 12:45, um, and we welcome anybody you know to come by and check it out you don't have us have a special invitation just come on in at noon and see what Kiwanis is about. So what kind of stories have you seen over the years, things that have happened through Kiwanis that maybe people don't know about? Hmm. I don't know. We talk a lot, uh, so we pretty much tell everything. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I knew a gentleman um, that I went to church with who told me about uh, his – he was raised by his grandmother – and it was uh, Clark Gannon was one of the early Kiwanians who helped build the field out there and got the ball program going. And he told me about how Clark would call him and go pick him up to bring him out to the ball program. And it made an influence in his life. And I think this is where, if we have a spirit of caring, these things come through. And that's one illustration of an individual who was connected with and influenced by Kiwanis early on. Yeah, and I've, I've had a lot of, um, I worked after I you know got out of Circle K, I sponsored the Circle K for many years at MTSU. It has since gone by the wayside, unfortunately. Um, it's hard to keep college students year after year engaged as they graduate <laughs> and things. Um, but I've actually remained friends with a lot of the girls um, and guys that um, were members of that. And I've received some really nice emails and messages over the years saying how much the leadership skills that they learned um, while they were at MTSU in the Circle K and through Kiwanis have meant to them and their personal and professional careers um, from things that they learned. So it's it's rewarding. How often do you get members that are new members here who are from other states, other areas, and what do they say when they come to Murfreesboro? Well, we actually just got uh, Carol. Yes. Um, Carol Wisdom is a brand new member. She came from Georgia, and she was actually, uh, she actually, I think, is still an officer in a remote club. They have remote Kiwanis clubs, too, that meet online, and she's still a member um, in Georgia as well. Um, but she moved here for her kids, and um, they were looking at going out to um, Woodbury, I guess, to live. But then they came, and uh, she joined our club, and her husband started kind of coming with her, and they actually ended up 
meeting a realtor through our club and he talked them into living in Murfreesboro. So they've actually decided to stay in Murfreesboro. So I'd like to think Kiwanis had something to do with that. Um, But they really love the area and um, just all the projects that we're doing, I think. So Carol has gotten really involved really quickly um, and got really involved with, we actually had a project that we just did with the city schools and she was, you know, the first one to say, let me get out and, you know, deliver things. So it's really a blessing to have her. But that's what's great about Kiwanis. You can go anywhere in the country and find a Kiwanis club, anywhere in the world almost, 80 countries Kiwanis is in. So you can find, and you know, it's like family. So, you know, we we welcome um, all the Kiwanians and we welcome everybody. We do. Ryan also just joined recently, Mm -hmm. who was uh, looking for a club where he could uh, work on some skills and and things. And he, he felt this was the best place to be. And we're glad to have him as well. Yeah. Do you work with other Kiwanis clubs, you know, in the nearby area for bigger projects? Um, you know, w- since COVID, not so much. Um, we do have what we call inner clubs where we'll go visit. Um, we don't really, we haven't actually done anything with other clubs as far as planning projects. We have enough going on. You know, we're a small club. We've only got 30 some members, um, but for the amount of projects we do running that girls softball league you know every year with 700 girls and the concession stand and the key clubs it's a lot um so we kind of uh, but we do get invitations and we'll invite other clubs and let them know when we're having big projects if they just want to come and enjoy them um but yeah we murfreesboro is a big place we got a lot to do we do yeah murfreesboro has grown a whole lot over the years of course and steve you were talking about the 1970s in Murfreesboro, yes. there's been major changes since then. There's been a lot of changes. We only had one Walmart back then. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's wild to see the landscape in Murfreesboro and how it has changed from 1970-something to the 2000s, and I'm sure it's going to change even more. I know we're, the forecast is like uh, over 500,000 residents within Rutherford County really with, within a few years from now. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's going to change even more for sure. Yeah, it's a lot of a lot of people to serve, and um, we're just happy to be able to be a part of it. And we hope that you know, talking about the key clubs, getting those people in the you know, you got Blackman out here, Siegel over here. Everything's kind of becoming its own community. And so by having those, since we only have one Murfreesboro Kiwanis now, having those kind of satellite clubs to mm-hmm. get that leadership out to different parts of the county, we're really happy to be able to do that. So as we close this morning, for anybody listening who wants to be a part of Kiwanis, what do they need to do? Sure. Um, well, they can stop by, like Steve said, welcome any Wednesday, uh, show up about 1145 down at 219 Broad Street, Broad Street Mixed Cuisine. That's a mouthful. Um, <laughs> and that and they, used to be Shoney's, right? It used to be Shoney's and then it was Gondolier and mm-hmm. now it's 219. I seem to, I can't ever get away from that building. I don't know what it is. I'm drawn to it. Um, but they can also reach out to me. Uh, my email is Becky in the borough, B-E-C-K-Y-I-N-T-H-E-B-O-R-O at gmail.com. I can never move now because I established that email or else I'll have to go somewhere that's a borough. That's right. um, but they're welcome to email me as well for more information. Um, but We yeah. also have a website. We do. Our website is murfreesborokiwanis.com. I believe so. Probably. That's probably <laughs> that's it. Pretty close. I'm in charge of it. I should know, yes. but I'm real prepared. And yes, Google you it. can yeah. Google Murfreesboro yeah. Kiwanis and you'll find us. We're on Facebook too. But again, uh, this is all local here in Murfreesboro. And if anybody wants to come to that meeting on Wednesday, they just show up 1145 and uh, just learn from there, I guess. Absolutely. Okay. That is it. Sounds good. Well, thank you for joining us this morning. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thank you for having us. Time right now, 857. We're going to close and check on the weather and also the traffic situation. So we'll be right back. He's local. Certified financial planner Jason Qualls. Financial Coaching Radio. Weekdays at 4 on News Radio WGNS.